You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. And then they, then they were like, hey, you know what? Let's push to 2022. And that was when I was like, fuck no. I was like, you guys, like, like look at the, what's going on right now. Like, everyone is locked inside their home. And I don't know about you, but I am on Spotify every day, all day long, looking for new music to get me through this shit. I was like, I, this is not something that we push. It's ready to go. Like, we're, we're ready. You have everything that you need. Let's do this and let's give people something to look forward to. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've been having a great week. I most certainly have been. Before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to rate it and write a review, because when you do that, more people just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, and that would be something that I would greatly appreciate. You should also sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, including all the details about any episodes which I have dropped throughout that past week. If I have been a guest on someone else's podcast, as well as the updated links to future live interview Thirsty Thursday virtual hangs, as well as the links to the Brutal Awakenings playlists curated by Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself, which is available on both Apple Music and Spotify. Do yourself a favor, sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. Trust me, this is a party that you do not want to miss. Now, today's episode was recorded during last week's Thirsty Thursday virtual hang. Today, I am super stoked to be back with Brittany Slays of Unleash the Archers. This is Vox and Hops episode number 250. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I am back with Brittany Slays, but this time around, we are recording this interview live at Thirsty Thursday. I love doing these. It's uh, so cool to interview someone that I've been with before, but also with a virtual live audience and then they get to ask you questions uh first off how are you doing Brittany? i'm doing well thank you how about you i'm doing real good real good busy tired but super happy to be with everyone tonight uh let's just jump straight into it uh, are you drinking a seltzer tonight <laughs> you're never gonna let me lift that down are you never <laughs> crap no i am not i am drinking a cannery brewing sunblink berry sour that sounds delicious. Cannery is actually run by a friend of mine, so I'm totally I'm looking for some cred, street cred with them right now. <laughs> Perfect. Are are they a metal brewery? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> As we talk after when I stop recording, you'll understand why I asked that question. Uh, for myself, I'm drinking a pub brewski. This is their Trois Lois du Mouvement, and it is a Double dry hopped IPA, 7%. That's been hopped with Idaho Jam, Idaho 7, and Simcoe. I love 
pub brewski i uh was there today very busy fun day uh let's see uh, last time we spoke it was uh right before your album dropped and i have to say that you seemed a bit depressed and down so I'm wondering how you have evolved since I think we spoke at the beginning of August. Take me from uh, how you cope from that moment until now. Well, you know, I was feeling pretty good there when everything started getting rescheduled. And now I'm starting to feel that <laughs> cancellation anxiety again as I watch all the festivals fall apart once more. But um, I mean, it, 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 it feels better. I think things are starting to come together for the fall, so that's nice. Um, it's looking maybe like Canada might have their shit together on the vaccine front, so we could have our vaccines by July like they originally said, so that would be nice. Um, that would mean that if some of the festivals that do go forward, which were scheduled for August, some of, uh, some of them that we had slots for that are occurring in August are trying to go ahead. So we might actually be able to go and do those. Um, if we can, you know, if we say, okay, we've got our first shot and they're like 90% effective or whatever, it might stop us from having to quarantine and all that crap. So that, that might be good. Um, and then it's looking like a North American tour for Maybe like September, October might be happening and we've already announced our European dates for December. So I, yeah, I'm feeling positive. Um, I've always been a firm believer in no expectations, no disappointments. So I am literally, you know, like preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best right now. But um, yeah, I think it's, you know, and a lot of people are really loving the new record and that's great too. So that's kind of, that's where I'm at. I love, love the record. It's it's been on constant rotation. Oh and, no, honestly, honestly, it's just so damn catchy. Oh. And I clean my house <laughs> to it. It's taken over. It's taken my my house cleaning CD prior to the to the your record was uh, the Night Flight Orchestra. Oh, nice. I would I would put yes. that on. And my house would just get clean. So so you you, <laughs> you have definitely 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 taken over, taken over that you know, abyss. That's just, awesome. It's perfect. It's it's one of those records that it finishes and I'm sad. And I have to start it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point. Yes. <laughs> Make them press replay. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the truth. I, I'm not just saying that. I don't normally say Aww. things like this, but it's, it's definitely, definitely true. Uh, I do you. think that a, a Canadian tour would probably be the first things that start happening. That's my take on the whole the whole corona the 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 covid situation i think going into different countries is going to be difficult honestly and i think that we're going to start seeing canadians bands starting to pair your up pair up sorry and uh hit the road together across canada that would be awesome yeah i'd totally be down with that get over to halifax where we haven't been in like years maybe yeah or like just do the whole gambit that'd be awesome yeah maybe Absolutely. you might be right what would be a dream Canadian tour lineup for you? Oh, well, that's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, too many good times with a lot of friends on the road over the years. Um, definitely would have to put Crimson Shadows on the bill because we love those boys and we came up with them. Like they, they started around the same time as us. We toured a lot um, at the same, doing the same things, played all of our Toronto shows with them basically since the beginning of time. Um, I mean, I don't know how, uh, how our fans might feel about the genre blending, but like a crimson UTA 
cryptopsy cataclysm fucking <laughs> might be pretty epic. Would love to do something like that. We played with cataclysm like a million, million fucking years ago as an opener that was like just thrown on the bill and everyone was like, who the <laughs> fuck are these guys? <laughs> We're just like, maybe it'd be nice to, you know, be on a tour where people actually know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be awesome to do? I, I like these eclectic tour packages. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Cult of Luna. And, and they, they make this experience, this road burn on wheels, basically, where, where it's not just one genre just pummeling you all night. And I think that mm-hmm. the future of touring will be that, especially when tours come back, because everyone's going to want a tour. So we're going to have to have like these mini oh, yeah. festivals hitting the road. Because, yeah. you know, you guys put out a record, but there's also people putting out records right now and there's people that put out records january before that and then there's cattle decapitation as an example that was already riding the hype two three months before the pandemic that are still going to have that hype so everyone's going to be fighting for that stage in that Mm -hmm. city so there's going to be these eclectic tour packages happening i think i'm really hoping that when things come back that it's going to be like tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday (laughs) sunday i'm at shows you know I would just love, <laughs> I, I would love that. I don't you know, I, I'm getting old. So I'm kind of like those people that are just at the back, like just chilling. But I just cannot wait to see my favorite bands live again. And honestly, I would go to shows every night if, you know, if that's what it came down to, because I, I don't even care. I just want to see live music again. I just want to hang out with my friends and, and um, get that blast of guitar in my face, you know, live in person. And yeah, I think it's going to be like that. What is it that you miss the most? Yeah, I don't know. Just like the vibe, the feeling when everyone is just kind of, yeah, vibing on whatever the band is that they're, they're, you know, we're all there to see them. It doesn't matter if there's a packed house or there's only 30 of us spread out, or, you know, on the floor. It doesn't even matter. I just want that feeling of being surrounded by people that love this band as much as you do and um, stoked to see what they do live i'm a i'm a total stealer <laughs> i'm always like yeah, that's a good move all right i'll just put that in my pocket you know <laughs> something like that and uh, i don't know just uh, i love that feeling it's kind of like um i don't know if any if anyone here plays sports but i was definitely a big sports person when i was younger and i don't know about you but watching sports a sport that you played for a long time or that maybe you you were good at makes you want to play it again so it's the same mm-hmm. thing for me watching live music. It's, it's just like, it gives me that same kind of feeling of being up on stage. And, you know, you just get a little bit of taste of that. But, but you know, you don't have to load gear and and uh, <laughs> deal with the cleanup at the end of the night. You just get to go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I love that when I would go do the interviews at, at the venues. And here I am watching my friends up on stage. And I'm like, damn it, I should be on stage. That, that yeah, I know, right? <laughs> jealous, jealous pang of, but then you have the whole, oh, but I get to wake up in my bed tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, but I get to use my toilet <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> when yeah, I, I get want. to shower. I get when to shower I want tomorrow. Too, which yeah. is, is without the hair. Exactly. I, I did, those are things that I don't miss, but when I'm there, I guess I'll have that moment of, oh, yeah, that's what this is like. <laughs> oh, yeah. You like come out of you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to tour. But then you're like, nah, wait a minute. No, I'm good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Take me to that first pit like you're standing on stage after covid everything's back to normal there's no more social distancing we are at x time ahead of us and you're on stage and that first pit breaks out what is your mindset 
Oh, man, I probably just want to jump in there, too. <laughs> Hold my mic. <laughs> um, oh, that's going to be the greatest. I just can't wait. I literally cannot wait. Um, I think what I'm most excited for is um, everyone's going to have had so much time to ruminate with the album that they're going to know all the words. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to be able to see people singing along and hear their voices I'll always remember this one time when we played Chicago and we sold it out and it was like an an amazing crowd. And at one point I just stopped singing and I could mm. hear them, the crowd, louder than the instruments and my monitors and everything. And I was just like, this this is it right here. Yeah. Just, like, just goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. And so I was, I'm just like, I can't wait to, to have that again. That's really what I'm looking forward to. And I trust, I probably won't even be able to sing. I'll just be smiling the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad we're here. Like, Can you believe we're here? Uh, Brittany, shut up. Sing. No metal faces. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. No, I can't do that in the, uh, you know, n- normally. <laughs> it was really funny because one time, I don't know, we were, you know, we were pretty shitty in the early days or whatever, but we always had a good time. And uh, we came off stage and there was like a friend that was like, oh, I want to introduce you to this like big label exec, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, this, this same crap. And uh, she was just like, oh, yeah, you, you guys look like you were having fun. <laughs> it's just like, yes, we were. Because we were always smiling and like running around. It doesn't matter that we probably totally sucked. You know, we didn't care. We just were having a good time. And it's still, you know, still that way to this very day. We're up there because we want to have fun. And and we're just sharing music with other people that love heavy metal. That's that's what it's all about. I love that. Something did happen this year that was amazing. And that's uh, getting nominated for a Juno Award oh, for yeah. Metal Hard Music Album of the Year. Mm-hmm. Now, now this list is packed with Vox and Hops alumni, and I think that's super cool. We got Annihilator, yeah. Cataclysm, Protest the Hero, and Vile Creature. Um, three out of the five are Vox and Hops alumni, and I love that. Um, but I think you're going to win it. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I, I hope do. So. What, what's, what's your mindset? when when you get nominated for something like this uh the same really it was um um it was just kind of like awesome i'm not gonna expect anything like just gonna Mm -hmm. be happy with whatever happens and the honor of being nominated alone was awesome and uh, a friend of ours is on the academy karis or whatever it is and um and he's like, oh, you guys made it to the next round. Like, he's like, I'm vote, I'm voting for you. And that was like what decided who the nominees were. So when he said that, I was just like, man, that's, you know, that's good enough. That's good enough for me, like, just to just know that we made the first round of cuts. And then when the actual nomination got um, announced, we were like, I was like, oh, my God, cool. OK, yeah, you know, like two steps down, one step to go. And uh, but honestly, like just the whole process, you know, it's just just been great so far and um i mean it would be really awesome to win of course (laughs) but um just to say you know that that we got to be a part of it that's that's really what i'm going to take away from it all at the end anyway yeah i'm not sure if they announced anything normally there's like an event and stuff is is there something happening like that where where you guys perform or no yeah it's all just going to be the same as last time it's going to be like cbc music presents and uh, I think they're just going to kind of have a little studio probably in Toronto going and uh, like 
uh, I think last time it was Strombolopolis just kind of sitting there at a piano <laughs> announcing everything. It's probably going to be the same. Uh, my mom it. was like, they're not going to like Zoom call you. And I was like, no, mom. <laughs> Zoom call like 50 artists at once. And I think the Golden Globes did that or uh, whatever the one was. And like everyone was muted and shit was just going yeah, wrong yeah. all over the place. And I was just like, I don't think they're going to going to risk doing that. So. <laughs> uh, let's talk about your plan B. Uh, obviously, being a touring professional metal vocalist uh, worked for you. So, so what if that didn't work for you and that didn't pan out, and the band wasn't a success, and you were just doing this on the weekends? What what would you be doing with your life? Writing comic books. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. If I didn't have a day job, that's what I'd be doing right now. Um, but you know doesn't music doesn't really pay the bills very well these days i mean we're getting to the point where maybe we could live impoverishedly off the band (laughs) (laughs) like seriously considering doing that um but i have like so many ideas and a lot of them i put into the music right so like apex and abyss are one story and we're working on an ep right now that's a story and they all i think i just a lot of it's dreams too like i wake i'm a really crazy vivid dreamer and i lose a dream and everything and so a lot of times i wake up and i'm like well that was cool and then i just want to like turn it into a graphic novel so i definitely probably would write scripts for comic books yeah i can't draw though so that's you need to (laughs) find a partner you need to find that yeah exactly yeah yeah. So does, what what is holding you back from doing this and being a musician? Because I, I, I can totally see it happening. Well, it's mostly that I um, I work in the family business. so The lighting business, that I know. Yeah. And uh, everyone's involved in kind of a... I don't know. It's not like... Um, it's it, we, we all rely on each other, really, basically, is what it comes down to. So um, maybe maybe one day it'll be fine without me and I'll, and I'll go pursue that. But, um, right now we're all kind of doing this thing together and navigating the pandemic together and everything. So, um, not really a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Later, I'm going to quit. I'm going to, I'm going to quit and go write my novel, my graphic yeah, novels. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, be I can't, I can't draw them. I can't draw no. them. <laughs> <laughs> I can do stick, stick figures if they need. That's it. That's reference. all you need for. <laughs> 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 Next time we talk, you'll be in a different place and you'll be doing this. I have a feeling. Oh man, that would be great. I, I have two more questions for you um, mm-hmm. before I turn you over to the Thirsty Thursday gang. We have a mutual movie that we love. We connected on this the first time we were together. Uh, Willow is doing a, a series. Have you seen this? And what do you think about that? What kind of series? I think it's on Disney Plus. There's going to be like episode, like an episodic. Uh, I, I think it's a continuation. Warwick Davis is involved in the project. What, oh. what, is your, what do you think about this? I think it could be good as long as they there's a lot of lore there and mythology that I think and that's what George Lucas was always really good at story so I can see something like that being good as long as he's not writing it or directing it (laughs) (laughs) I think it could be really good I don't know put Ron back on the back in the hot seat or something Um, you know as long as they don't like try and remake it like if it is a continuation or kind of a between the lines thing or 
you know, just another side to the story that we never got to see or something like that, I'd be down for sure. I'll watch it. Absolutely. I just don't think... mm -hmm. I just don't think that like a straight up remake or retelling in episodic form is needed. That movie still holds up to this day. It's still fucking fantastic. I think the only thing that really could get redone is... the dragon from (laughs) like (laughs) so good (laughs) and they're like breathing fire oh man um that really is the only part where i'm just like oh yeah this is made in the 80s (laughs) but everything else is fantastic don't touch it but uh yeah i'm down with that i'm always down with you know more of what i what i love right absolutely lucas did write um novels after the yeah, first movie i have some so, actually a fan uh, gifted them to me the whole series on um on the last tour he just like handed me this box it was like i think you should read these and i was like okay and i was like this pretty little box thing and then it was like all the willow books inside i was like no fucking way nice good score right there i know i'm super stoked to read them <laughs> when i have time <laughs> Ah. Uh, let's wrap up with what is the best thing that's come out of covid for you oh um twitch for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. uh like the second lockdown happened um andrew had always really wanted to stream on twitch he's uh you know he's this principal songwriter and he's insanely talented musician and he plays piano and the fiddle and guitar and and he's really good at uh, engineering and stuff like that so he immediately started streaming on twitch and uh and i just joined to be like his cheerleader in the chat or whatever and then everyone was like brit like get streaming and so i was kind of like oh that's a good idea yeah i don't know what i do though <laughs> like I can't just sing karaoke all night long i'll probably get a dmca and um and so i just started playing video games like you know like regular twitchers and like it's honestly just been the raddest time and it's such a cool community it's and and like the music community on there so that's really mostly kind of who i hang out with and who who um i you know mingle with and whose streams i hang out in and stuff um so like the music side of it is like very supportive and it's just like this really positive place and we started a discord channel and so a lot of our fellow streamers are in there with us and, you know, people that are fans of the band, but are also, you know, just like Rocksmith streamers and stuff like that. And um, it's been this amazing place to go to, you know, and honestly, with the way that Facebook is going and Instagram and like even TikTok now and just all the social media platforms are being destroyed by corporate greed and mm-hmm. fucking bullshit conspiracy theorists and racism and it's just they're fucking shitty places to be really at the end of the day and so discord has kind of become this awesome community of you know like-minded people and if someone says something shitty you just fucking boot them you don't even have to worry about it (laughs) facebook you can't i mean you can block them and stuff but they can still be out there spewing their shit all over the place so i just love you know that it's a it's kind of like a social media platform where you can share your stuff or whatever and and you don't have to deal with the negative crap out there in the world i don't know maybe i'm sticking my head in the sand but (laughs) no i completely agree and uh, all these social media platforms are 
been created to keep us addicted to it and to Mm -hmm. prey upon our insecurities and to make us feel like shit on top of the horrible people that use it alongside us. Yeah. (laughs) Not great places, really. (laughs) I can't wait till they're all gone. But then another one will come and just take its place. So, you know... It's not not much you can do. <laughs> no, it's 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 a necessary evil at some points. Um, yeah. Brittany, thank you so much. That is the end of my questions for you for tonight. I will now turn over the questions to the Thirsty Thursday gang who are here with us. Uh, if you would like to ask a question, raise your digital hand, and I will call upon you, and then you could throw a question uh, to Brittany. We have uh, Philip Dervites. Uh, go for it, buddy. So, hi, Brittany. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Shitty day, but hey, COVID. Yeah. But not important. <laughs> not important. So my question, you talked about comics and digital uh, graphic novel. Do you have like um, so an inspiration, like um, someone you want to work with if you want to uh, write a graphic novel or um, a comics? Uh, well, I'm not, all of my favorites are really, um, like the authors. So, I mean, it would be cool to kind of partner with someone amazing, Brian K. Vaughn or, um, what's his name? Kirk, is it Kirkman? Um, just started reading a new one by a guy who I think has done quite a bunch, but I've never read any of his other stuff before. And he's amazing. And... Uh, you know, I, but honestly, I haven't. It's really funny. I I don't really pay attention t- too much to the artists or anything. So um, there's mm. like a few that I've kind of been like, ah, oh, cool. But for the most part, it, it's the writers that are kind of inspiring me, and um, their stories are what really captivates me. And there is a particular style, I guess you could say. Like I'm not sure if you've ever read East of West, but it's a very uh, no. it's kind of like a wispy sort of. Um, artistic style and I do often kind of imagine what the story from Apex and Abyss would look like if if you know done out like that um, but yeah not, nothing really in particular probably like my biggest inspiration is is Brian just because he has been so embraced across a lot of different genres you know he's he's written a lot of science fiction he's written some fantasy he's written some sort of, you know, low fantasy stuff. He's written, you know, just, uh, like, stories straight up uh, based on, you know, what's going on in the the real world, everyday kind of stuff, too. And, like, just wildly successful and really great writer. So, I mean, I think I'd probably be starstruck and tongue-tied if I, if I ever met him. Yeah. <laughs> That could be fun. I, I, I was thinking about uh, Claudio Sanchez from Coden and Cabrio yeah. because he's doing some uh, he's doing some uh, some comics and all. That could be fun to do something with him. Yeah, too. yeah, for sure. I you know I honestly I never really got into Coheed, unfortunately. Even though so many people tell me that it's like right up my alley, it's it's one of those bands where I've just never been in the right headspace to. You know, it took me a while, like Blind Guardian took me a while to be in the right headspace. <laughs> and everyone thinks I'm fucking nuts. So, like, I'll get there, though. I'll get there. I understand because Coheed, I love the music. Live, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so 
If you do a good comics or graphic novel, I instantly buy it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Good to know. <laughs> Philip, thank you so, so much. Up next, we have El Superbisto, Jorge. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. How are you doing? Thanks for being here with us. Oh, no. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Um, my question is, uh, in regards to the album, the last album, which is awesome, by the way, uh, it's Thank yes, you. as is Matt mentioned, it's catchy. It's also very melodic as all of your music. So I was wondering because the album was released pretty much in the middle of the whole pandemic. So you guys were writing it and recording it in the middle of the whole pandemic, not knowing what was going to happen, a lot of uncertainty. So can you tell us what was the mood behind the writing? How guys were how you guys were feeling about the whole process? What was in your minds? Well, we we were actually really lucky because we had written and recorded it before. It, we did it. We got it finished at the end of January, and then we headed out on tour like immediately after finishing the album. And uh, so we were kind of in this like, okay, it's done. Let's just go on tour and have a good time. And then six days into tour, lockdown, and we had to fly home. And it was really, it was just, it was absolutely crappy. And um. And we watched, yeah, like I said earlier, we watched all of the festivals get canceled. We watched all of our tour dates that, and we had like a world tour booked um, for in support of the record. Uh, we watched them all just get flushed down the toilet. So um, th that part was really shitty. But then when after you know we kind of got over that, and it was like, all right, now it's like, let's get to work on this record. Let's start doing PR. Let's figure out the artwork. Let's get the merchandise going. Um, you know, I had like, yeah, like two weeks there where I was just like, I don't care about anything. Don't fucking talk to me. And then Napalm was like, um, well, if you want to release this record, we have, we need some things from you. And I was like, fine. And, you know, and then I just kind of pulled myself out of it and got back into work mode. Um, but that was like great because it really kept us put like moving. And, um, at one point, Napalm was like, okay, we're going to push the record back. And I was like, okay, because it was originally slated for a, I think it was a May release, end of May. And they're like, we're going to push it to June. And I was like, okay, fine. And then after March, when, or yeah, it was like mid-April when shit was still like, this is not clearing up in four weeks, like everyone thought, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to push to July. And then I was like, okay. And then again, push to August. And then they then they were like, hey, you know what? Let's push to 2022. And that was when I was like, fuck no. I was like, you guys, like, like, look at the what's going on right now. Like, everyone is locked inside their home. And I don't know about you, but I am on Spotify every day, all day long, looking for new music to get me through this shit. I was like, I, this is not something that we push. It's ready to go. Like, we're, we're ready. You have everything that you need let's do this and let's give people something to look forward to. And so Napalm, begrudgingly, I think, <laughs> was like, crap, fine, okay, let's do it. And then it was like one of our most successful releases ever. And it was a lot of fun getting to fill our quarantine time up with talking about the record and sharing it with people and answering everyone's questions and, you know what I mean? Like publishing the lyrics and just talking about stuff. So it was like, it was it was great. Um, but, you know, I think we were we were very lucky. The timing was like insane. The fact that we were in the studio and we came home like January 31st <laughs> to all the rumors of it. It's coming to Europe. It's coming to Europe. 
and we got home safely, luckily. So good. Thank you. One one quick question. One last question. So when all this shit is over, when we're all done and dealt with the whole lockdown and pandemic and COVID stuff, and you're back into playing live, what is going to be the first song that you guys going to play? Oh, that's a really great question. Or which one would you like it to be? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I think it'll be decided by whatever our, <laughs> our set list is going to be for the tour that um, that comes first. And it depends because we've got a support tour lined up and a headlining tour lined up. So whether or not which one of those ends up being the one that we do, that will determine our set length and then that will determine what songs we get to fit in there. But I would really, I'd love to just fucking come out with Abyss, the title track. Just, you know, be like, fuck yeah, <laughs> finally, here yeah. it is live in person. You know, we all can't wait to play it. I know you guys can't wait to hear it. So let's just fucking go. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. That's what I'd do, Brittany. I, I, I would start it off and just nail it with with that track with you just belting that high note there and then you're like oh my god she goes higher she goes higher <laughs> <laughs> i had to keep it exciting i'd i'd done every other possible whale that existed before already <laughs> i was doing it with my kids the other day and i was lip syncing in their faces it was it was quite funny i'm but sure I, they i'm sure they love that thanks dad <laughs> They're like, Dad, play Duhast and turn this off. Um, nice. <laughs> they're obsessed. That's a good one, too. They're obsessed. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. After Party King, Evan Welch, you're up next. All right. Hey, Brittany, how you doing? Doing well, thanks. How about you? Oh, another day above ground. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um... So obvious, unfortunately, as we all know, haven't toured in a while. Uh, are there any places that, uh, you know, in this time off that you've kind of like longingly been like, man, I'd love to go back there or like any places that you're just like, man, we got to go there, you know, like just really antsy to get going. Absolutely. Um, the, the entire planet. <laughs> I, I just yeah we have never been to australia so we really want to get over there we've never done south america and like I, i'm not sure if you guys are all familiar with the come to brazil meme but um mm -hmm. we would actually really love to come to brazil uh, <laughs> that would be a lot of fun and um like scandinavia gotta get up to sweden they are consistently our number our number one um area for spotify listens and like Norway, 
Finland, the UK would love to tour the UK again. We had a lot of fun there. Um, Japan is on the list. Hopefully we can get that going. Would love to go back there. I got to go to Super Nintendo Land, whatever it's yes. called. Got to go there. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. And any uh, Europe just got to get back there. And uh, we had so many, so many amazing places on the docket for 2020. We had like Russia in the works and we did have a full Scandinavian tour and UK and um, Australia, New Zealand, South America, Mexico. We even were working on India. Like it was just, there was so much. Yeah. Uh, And and so having had those ripped away from me, I want them. I want them all. (laughs) Hmm. Sleep now because all those tours you're talking about are mostly airplane ones. (laughs) I know. Because of the pandemic, have you found that your music tastes have changed? Like I found that my like some for some reason I I looked at my playlist one day and I was like, man, there's a lot of black metal on here. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> <laughs> totally, I um I have uh, I, I discovered what I what I uh, lovingly call wizard rock. Um, so it's all like old school, like Rainbow, Sabotage. Hmm. Um, Anyone that sounds like them, really, kind of like this classic Dio-esque epicness. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of that. And, you know, even just like Kansas and fucking whatever, whatever I can get my hands on, really. Just kind of like chill, clean guitar kind of style. Um, I'm starting to, to do a little wizard rock playlist um, that I'll put up on Spotify or whatever. And I thought you, I thought you were going to say project. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I would, I would. I just need to not have a day job anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I, I've, I've kind of always had a, a love for a lot of different, different genres. Um, I'm always on the lookout for a new like synthwave record, a new pop record new black metal new ambient black metal new death metal anything if it's you know i yeah i'm a mad spotify listener so and i love the recommendations i'm like give me all the algorithms i don't i'm not afraid of ai over here if it's just going to recommend me more rad bands you know (laughs) awesome uh i'm switching gears sticking with uh brewski i'm going to their brew juice which is fruit a juice. fruited sour. Yes, a fruited sour. Ooh. This is their Deli Sank, which is a Quebecois fruit juice, um, like a juice box that, that we have here in Quebec. And it's their, their Deli Sank Guimauve. So it's a, a marshmallow uh, juice, <laughs> fruited sour. It's got orange, caracara, mandarin, a grapefruit, citron uh, is a lemon, lime, and marshmallow. Just nice killer in a crowler really I, love, I love these crowlers is it is it really fat it looks it's like a, a crowler super yeah fat. yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that a it's the size of my visual head, effects yeah. <laughs> 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 matt has tidy hands <laughs> 
<laughs> it's um, and, it, and instead of the growler situation that's going on, uh, a lot of these breweries have started doing these crowlers, which is a giant can because cool. uh, it will store for longer. Um, and yeah, with the yeah. whole pandemic, a lot of these tap houses, instead of putting beer into kegs, they're doing crowlers. So uh, up next, we have nice. uh, Nat. Long time no see, lady. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Wait, you answered really... it like six times already. You, I know. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I have I... a more important question. I have a more important question. How's Kel Hanna? Oh, he's great. He's really great. He's yeah. getting way too used to us being home all the time, though. He is a fat little chicken cat. He knows. He just sits sits in front of the fridge, and we're like, oh, buddy, you're so cute. Here's more chicken. <laughs> like, he's so fat. But he's great. <laughs> That's good. It's always important to ask how how animals are uh, adjusting before. Right? All these COVID puppies ain't going to know what hit them when mom and dad go back to work. Oh, my God. My dogs are, you know, spoiled. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) um, How much do you miss slumber parties? I miss everything, anything to do with other people, other human beings. (laughs) I just want to, I want to come and party it up out there with you guys. I want to be on tour. I want to sleep in a shitty van. Yes, I said it. (laughs) I would totally do that again. Well, we miss you too, like lots and lots. Soon, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully soon. Yeah, we're getting there slowly but surely. We have to be past the halfway mark now. <laughs> I, I hope so. I don't know. Ontario's locking down again. BC just brought back a whole bunch of restrictions. No more in, in-house dining or whatever. Like, ah, oh, what the hell? I don't know. Everyone's blaming millennials. It's like, what the hell? Are you kidding me? I'm not the one going out on to the bar on a Friday night and not social distancing and like you dummies. Yeah, I just don't leave my house. Yeah, exactly. I'm the one playing Doom Eternal on the couch at 2 a.m. <laughs> for other people, for other people's pleasure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, Matt, this is for you. I'm drinking Bangarang. Nice. It's a seltzer made out of a craft brewery in London, Ontario. Nice. And this one is pink lemonade, and they're delicious. Oh, I, I tried a pink lemonade one the other day, and it was really good from Phillips. They're like a Victoria brewery over here. They're like banging brewery, just knocking it out of the park every time. Their stuff is so good. It's actually the brewery we were drinking in our Faster Than Light music video. So everyone had a different... A different... Well, if I ever actually get out of Ontario, Quebec, part of Canada, I will come check it out. Please do. Come hang out with us. You, you come on tour over here. <laughs> I know. We're supposed to because I'm working with Lutharo. Oh, nice. We'll see. If shows ever happen again, I'll let you know. Yep. They will. They will. Up next, we have the metal architect, Jerry Monk himself. What's going on? We all talk about good stories and bad horror stories. What's your funniest tour memory? Well, uh, it, it wasn't really the greatest, but the fact that it it just ended up like so great, it's a really, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a pretty great story. Um, the first time we toured the U.S., we had this management company working for us, 
and we got like two shows booked by them for us in LA and um, one of them was an all-ager show that ended at like 10 p.m. so of course we were like let's go let's hit the bar and so we went out (laughs) and we were all drinking and having a really good time and at the time Grant had this killer studded vest like just killer beautiful pristine studded patchy rad really well done vest and this was like it was quite new so it wasn't the shitty smelly tour vest that that it became (laughs) (laughs) the degraded by sweat vest that it is now but um it was it was nice and uh, so we're at the bar and he's talking to this chick and she's like i love your vest let me wear it and he's like sure babe puts it on her and they're talking and chatting or whatever. But, of course, we're all pretty, pretty obliterated at the time. And he comes over to me. He's like, Britt, where's that girl? And I was like, what girl? What are you talking about? The one I was talking to. The one wearing my vest. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, no. She pieced out wearing his vest. And apparently she did it on purpose. Um, and so Grant was just like, fucking him out. And we were like, dude, like, we're, we're hopping in the van at, like, 2 a.m. Like, we got to go. And he's like, do not leave without me. I'm not coming home until I have that vest. And so we were all just like, fuck, okay. So we like continued to hang out. We got burgers or whatever. And um, we heard after that he went on this fucking adventure. I'm telling you, I don't, I still to this day, I applaud his determination and just sheer will to find this thing because he came home in time with the vest and he had like, I don't even, he'd gone all over town. He found, he, he found this, the girl that was with the girl and was like, hey, where'd your friend go? And she's like, I don't know. We just grabbed burgers. And then she went that way and she lives in an apartment like down there. And Grant was like, okay. And then he saw another guy like chilling on a patio down the street and was like, hey, you were at the bar. You were with that girl. Where's that girl? Where does she live? And the guy was like, oh shit. Like, uh, yeah, she lives in that apartment complex over there, but she's on the second floor. And so Grant was like, shit, yeah, and like jumps the fence and then <laughs> climbs this building. And of course, the sliding door is open, goes into this girl's apartment, and she's in there partying with a couple people and fucking rips the vest off of her and was like, fuck you, don't take my shit, puts it on and like pieces out. Like, I was just like, that is the greatest story of all time. Like, how did you fucking do this? It was so great. It was so great. And just, I can just imagine, like, that when that guy is on a mission, you, you can't stop him. So that's probably the best. <laughs> that could be like a 90s movie with, like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what's, the guy in high, what's the guy in high fidelity? John yes. Cusack. John yes. Cusack is 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 Grant in the movie. Absolutely, so perfect. <laughs> oh man, just this whole night of hijinks to find this vest. That's such a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> you can have it. Two point two point five percent on all net revenues. There you go. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'll have my my thirsty Thursday lawyers contact yours. <laughs> Jorge has another question. Go for it. Oh, wait, Dave's comment. The girl has an equally good story. She sure does. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> cr- <laughs> crawling into her. Dude her shows up into the living room like, ah, my shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's probably talking. She's still talking about that stuff for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I swear she he's, he's famous now. He's yeah. famous now. Look, look at his YouTube. Over a million. Oh, plays. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I wore his vest. 
<laughs> okay, well, so that, that's a great story. Thank you for sharing. And in a similar vein, what's uh, what's your most memorable geek? The most memorable geek so far? Most it could be the best. It could be the worst. Like so far, which is the geek that just stands up there in your mind as the most memorable geek ever? Oh, there's been a lot. Um, that Chicago gig was pretty rad. Um, that was like our first time ever selling out a, a U.S. venue. So that was a really cool time. Um, <laughs> the first time we toured Mexico, we played in this small little bar. And it was it was literally 40 degrees outside still at night when we played. And they didn't have air conditioning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was packed. It was absolutely packed. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we put on a show. We move around and we, you know, we don't uh, just stand there windmilling Cannibal Corpse style. No offense, Cannibal Corpse. I love it. I'm very uh, much a fan. But, you know, <laughs> we run around. And uh, we were, we all finished that set looking like we had just taken a shower. Literally, hair soaked. Scott's drums were doing this, and they had pools of water in them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like sweating onto the drums. Uh, the the boys were all out of tune. It was, I was great. I was loving the steamy. Like my <laughs> vocals were like just <laughs> prime. But uh, I looked like crap. I looked like I had been a, <laughs> been drowned in the river. But. That, it was still a lot of fun. It was a rad, rad tour. It's very, very successful tour. But uh, after that night, we said to our handler, we were like, no more venues without air conditioning. He's like, that's the only one. I promise. That was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. The next one had an air conditioner, but it was broken. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you know, it's funny that you say that because that is true. Um, but course. it was a much larger, <laughs> a much larger venue. And there was a lot more room for people to move about. And, and it wasn't quite as stuffed in as the other one was. So it wasn't nearly as bad. It was still hot, but not uh, not taking a shower at, at 10 p.m. at night hot. You got to love tour managers and their, their level of being able to deliver, deliver BS to make us happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there was actually um, another one of them because we were getting the drum kit every night was being provided by the, the venue. And one night we showed up and all the symbols were splashes. <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny. And Scott was just like, uh, really? I, I, I need one splash, but I certainly don't need five. And luckily, luckily, the opener uh, let Scott use all it because he had his own, all of his own. So it was really funny. But we were just like imagining what it would sound like the whole record done in splashes. Like when you ride that ride and it's a splash, just imagine that. It's so funny. So good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, if anyone else has a question, the time is now. If not, we'll just... Oh, we got Belgian Jasper himself. Hey. Hey, Brittany. Good to see you again. Um, Me I want to ask you a quick question because you've got that beautiful, you know, poster or flag of explorers behind you. Um, this one? Uh, yeah, that one. Um, my question is twofold. One, um, how was it for you to realize that your cover of a Canadian folk song was 
so relatable apparently all over the world because Northwest Passage became such a, you know, a viral hit. And then second, when I was talking to Grant a couple of months ago, he said that he really wants to record Barrett's Privateers one time. Uh, can we expect that in that EP that you teased earlier in this conversation? Oh, man, that would be a really great bonus track for the EP, actually. Um, <clears throat> you never know. Could do it. Could do it. It's, um, yeah, Northwest Passage, honestly, it was originally slated to be the bonus track for Apex. And so when you have a label in Japan, they always require a bonus, a special bonus track that no one else has. So we were like, okay, well, we've always loved Stan Rogers. We play him on tour all the time. We love Northwest Passage. Let's do Northwest Passage. But then when we heard it, we were kind of like, uh, no, this cannot be a Japanese exclusive track. This is just too, too near and dear to our hearts. So we held on to it. We recorded uh, Queen of the Reich um, instead gave them that and saved Northwest Passage for a lull, basically. So we had uh, time in the summer of 2019. Yes. And and we said, OK, let's release it now. Um, while people we had been teasing that we were writing a new record and all that stuff. And and uh, we were just, you know, it had been a while since Apex had come out. So we we're like, OK, this is the right time. And yeah, we had no idea that people were gonna like it so much and that and to be honest we really thought that lovers of of the original were gonna kind of be like what the fuck is this you know like get off our lawn um <laughs> so it uh it was really awesome when people embraced it and not just metal fans but like tons of people and like my mom shared it with her friends and they all loved it and like Scott's grandma shared it with her friends and they all loved it. And it was it was just kind of, you know, it was about not just like the, the, the song itself, but it was about kind of this Canadian spirit that we all have. I think it really touched a lot of people. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure if there's any Americans on this call, but a lot of Americans didn't even know that it was a cover song. And and they were kind of like, whoa, this is weird. And what a strange choice, but I love it. And I was like, no, 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 it's a cover of like a fucking icon for Canada. So, um, and then they just, you know, they loved it even more. They would listen to the original and then, you know, people would learn about Stan Rogers and that's super important to us too. And it was just kind of like, yeah, out of nowhere. And the fact that it's still our number one song on Spotify, like just blows my mind. Um, but we love that everyone loves it and that it really paid off for it to not be this little Japanese secret, um, you know, just kind of, it showed us that we made the right choice in sharing this with everyone. And yeah, we decided to make a music video for it and everything. And it just, yeah, it's great. And I would love to do Barrett's Privateers. I, I mean, honestly, it, it's such a rad song. I, and the only thing really that's stopping us is the fact that Ailstorm did it. But I think we would maybe kind of do a different take on it like I, I, well, <laughs> maybe i don't know we'll see what we can do um if that uh, at least napalm will already have the the rights to it or whatever i've done with the <laughs> dealt with the paperwork <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing um everyone thank you so so much Brittany. thank you so so much hanging out with me talking about life metal and craft beer 
And with the Thirsty Thursday gang, I had a blast hanging out with you. We're going to keep hanging out at Thirsty Thursday, but we're going to stop recording this. You had to be here with us if you wanted to keep hanging out with us, and you should do that next time. Uh, Everybody that's here right now, unmute yourselves, make some noise, and uh, give Brittany uh, the love that she deserves. Cheers, Cheers. everyone. Thank you so much, Renee. Cheers. 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 Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I love Britney Slays. I love Unleash the Archers. I sincerely do believe they will win that Juno for Abyss. What a killer record. I honestly just finished listening to it while cleaning my house. As I mentioned, uh, my house needed some vacuuming done, and uh, Unleash the Archers Abyss was my soundtrack to that activity. And it worked. My house is now tidy. A massive cheers to Brittany for coming and hanging out with me and the Thirsty Thursday gang. Massive cheers to the Thirsty Thursday gang for being there with me and asking a bunch of amazing questions. I love doing these and I am already excited for next month's live interview Thirsty Thursday virtual hang. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should follow it on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, you should also rate it and write a review because when you do that, more metalheads just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You should also sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Trust me, do it. This is a party you do not want to miss. Sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I have one more episode coming at you tomorrow, but until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.